Welcome to the Stories of Starting podcast. I'm Heather Boyd. As a self-employed artist for the last 30 years, I'm fascinated with people's passions and creative projects. In this series, we discover how people like you have started new projects by thinking outside the box, going with the flow, and tapping into their childhood imagination. So hey there guys, today we're with my friend Nadia El Khoury and we're at her beautiful galleries. So Nadia, could you please introduce yourself and tell everybody what you do? Sure, I, I will. Uh, thank you for coming, Heather. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, my, uh, so my name is Nadia El Khoury and I, uh, I live in Montreal and it's where currently we have uh, our, my gallery in the West Island of Montreal. Uh, 10 years wow. and counting, which is really a great, uh, a great celebration uh, that of the 10 years of being open. And so wow, it's mm-hmm. incredible. So as always, I'm going to backtrack a little bit just to tell people how we met. Okay. So we met, oh, many moons ago when yes. our daughters were going into grade one That's at right. Christmas Park School. And of course, now they're in their 20s and, and doing their thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we connected right away. And of course, we had a, the art in common that we love yes yeah. yeah and we used to do little art nights with the moms would have art nights and the kids would you know play or play go to together. sleep or whatever and <laughs> and then fast forward a few years uh, I remember we uh, you invited you know all the girlfriends over to introduce them to your new space your new business and we had yes. no clue uh-huh. we had no clue this was cooking but Nadia yes, uh, yes. sat us down and said look I'm opening an art gallery, and we're like, wow, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, jump in, so, as, as I'm one to do, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah. So tell us a little bit uh, how what inspired the gallery and, um, and how it all started. Well, I think that uh, f- for me, I, I moved around a lot. You know, I'm born uh, in Brazil. We moved to, when I was young, 10 years old, Heather. Okay. I moved from, uh, from Brazil to Halifax, Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm and landed here in November, you know, so I think that kind of set the tone, you know, where I have a very adventurous spirit, so, yeah. uh, so I'm not afraid to jump in. I think uh, uh, there's a lot to be said for doing that because I think fear can hold us back. Um, and I do have a background that probably helped me to, to open the gallery or decide to do it. When I landed in Montreal about 15 years ago, I wanted to, I had came with the idea of opening a gallery in an art center. Um, I came from, I had gone back to Brazil, my my kids were born there, and when I was there I opened a small business, it was a a language art center. So art Mm -hmm. has always been involved in what I do. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after five years of being in Brazil, we made a decision to move back. Uh, landed here after a few moves, you know, like New Brunswick, Porton of Quebec, which is a small French village, mm-hmm. and landed in Montreal. When I landed in Montreal, I really wanted to open an art center and an art gallery. Cool. And what I did was I looked around, and at that time there were quite a few um, uh, art centers or community community centers, most mostly municipal galleries that were around the West Island. And I held off a little bit because I thought, well, you know. Everyone is doing already this, uh, what I want to be doing, so maybe I'll hold off. And I, and I waited for a few years mm-hmm. uh, when my kids, as we, Heather and I met, I think mm-hmm. you and I met uh, at the elementary level when yeah. our kids were in, went into high school about five years after I'd moved to Montreal. 
I thought, you know what, I'm going to regret it if I don't do yeah. it. You know, and I thought, you, I'm going to do it. Mm. I was doing a lot of contract work at the time, and yes. I just kind of stopped. In January of a new year, I decided I'm going to look for a commercial space. Amazing. I'm going to jump in and start to to kind of fulfill that dream that I had of, yes. of having a... Uh, an art uh, gallery and an art center. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's amazing. And of course, your uh, background, you have a background in fine art and you were teaching for for many years as well. So, that's right. So this combines the love of art and the love of teaching. And uh, mm -hmm. I'd love to talk just a little bit about your your studies in, in fine art as well, because you studied uh, filmmaking, photography, and dance, I think, uh, when yes. you were in school. Uh -huh. I did a little bit of everything, because my, my uh, bachelor's in Halifax I attended NASCAD University yeah. which I think actually the gallery has a, a lot of that influence you know okay. that I got at NASCAD when I was there I did a, a, a BFA I actually started in graphic design okay. and, and I started with a foundation in fine art uh, then the second year when with the intention of getting a graphic design and visual communication when I got into the first semester of graphic design it was too much in the box oh, for me okay yes you know so i'm yes. like okay i can't i think then i switched back to fine art okay cool. and did a quite a bit uh, quite a, a few different mediums you know i did a bit of jewelry yeah. i did some pottery uh, my studio mostly my concentration was in film and photography and mixed media installation wow amazing and performance right yes so all that i think uh really lends itself to what i'm doing here because yes. You know, every time I mount an exhibition, or I, uh, or, or even in the educational programs, there's always a, a story that yes. we're telling. You know, that I'm telling. Uh, so I think that background at NASCAD and what I was involved in doing there mm -hmm. certainly. Uh, uh, guides me and what I do here. You yes, know? yes. I mean, because there's so many projects, and one of my favorite courses that you offer at the at the gallery, of course, is the Creative Sampler class, which yes. which I actually teach uh, a module in how to do watercolor and wire That's art. That's right. And uh -huh. it's so it's really special because, and I remember thinking when you started offering that class that I hadn't really seen classes like that offered before, where people can really just get a taste of so many different kinds of media, mm -hmm. and not necessarily like go into it with not necessarily any experience in any of it but they they, mm -hmm. they leave with such an uh, abundance of, of knowledge with these different uh, techniques which is really great I love that yeah. yeah and I think that came about I don't know I think I find as an entrepreneur you know I think we we one of the things that's really important uh, for an entrepreneur in anything that you're doing is to really kind of get a sense and be tuned into your clients yes and what they're looking for and I yeah. think that a lot of what I do in terms of the, what I teach mm -hmm. how these workshops come up uh, yeah. come from uh, the inspiration of what's around me you know yes. so people asking me oh, well you know I'm not really sure what what you know what are different mediums what i would like i'm mm -hmm. a beginner at everything you know a lot of people come yeah uh, i think there's such a need to instill confidence uh, through creativity in people and to educate which is one of our biggest mandates yes. about the importance of art in our lives you know absolutely so then these these programs get created and uh, the different themes for the art our, our art camps yes, which are really popular are all come from from that, you know, yeah. like the, uh, yeah, the I inspiration love the from around, you know. <laughs> yeah, the camps are yeah. fantastic. I, I know that uh, my daughter's participated when she was younger in a lot of them, like the photography camp, graffiti camp. I remember you had the uh, like a comic 
not what was it not comic what was that yeah camp? it was cartoon cartoons uh, yes uh, what? there were so many names so many that we've called ones, that one that's yeah. right but i remember that one was so fun and and i came in to teach that one too and and it was really fun because i had started writing the comics and it was really great to get the kids involved with sort of doing like that's a group it. type comic type of thing and and that's a underlying thing that you do a lot at the gallery are these group communal projects type that's of thing that's right yeah mm -hmm. and uh, i love when you do often when you do birthday parties for adults and kids one of the mainstays that you do in your parties is to have a communal canvas so everybody comes yes. and contributes to the canvas mm -hmm. yeah which i think is great i think for me as an artist you know a lot of what i do i don't have a lot of time unfortunately now between mm -hmm. the gallery and the educational programs to do a lot of my own art yes. although i'm really leaning towards going back to that you yes. know as we grow and we're able to um you know delegate more to different yeah. people and afford the yes. you know employees and so on it maybe frees up a little bit of time to do to go back to the art yes. but a lot of what i've always liked to do is uh is to it's crowdsource yes. you know uh, uh installational pieces so mm -hmm. when you put something out and then you get people that uh, that have an opinion or participate yes. in it or contribute to it and i love what happens uh, the dynamics you know yes. that, of that type of of art piece where it's it's really a communal effort and yeah. and then everyone walks away from it i think a little bit changed you know absolutely no and i love the piece you have currently out front it's the yarn bombing so they i guess that was part of culture days or one of those events uh, that they did it started actually in our art camp with a yarn bombing of the, okay. of the tree outside all really colorful yeah. and it kind of petered into the weekend okay into our uh, point clear village days oh, where yes. we got uh people to participate yes. and uh and help us to to color the yes. tree and yarn <laughs> i love it yeah it's so it's so beautiful and it's true the graffiti camp was one of your most was and continues to be one of your most popular camps and mm. it's it's i i just love it i mean you guys would go over to the park with your spray cans and have these big panels that you would that you would spray i mean uh it was just the kids loved it they thrived on it and they they do and we always we always teach them the difference between vandalism yes. and graffiti art yes. you know? good point good but, point but uh but no those kind of things i think it's really important to for me i think it's important for kids uh, and adults to understand all types of art forms yes. you know so not just you know classical art as we know it yes you know from the art historical perspective mm -hmm. but all different types of uh, of art forms including yeah. you know street art and mm -hmm. and graffiti art and installation work and you know advocacy art how um, a lot of artists are now yes. using art uh, to advocate for all sorts of issues you yes. know not just political issues but environmental issues yes. and social issues like our mental health show as well yes. as one that we do you know yeah tell us a little bit about the mental health show that's a beautiful show so the mental health show started with it's a collaboration between a, a good friend of mine and uh, Novak Vrana who I used to work with at a high school okay. and she was a community animator there so she approached me she said Nadja I've always wanted to do something about mental health would you be interested in it and I'm like definitely yeah. up my alley because I, it's it's also dear to my heart I think it's yeah. something that we we need to talk about so we decided to put out uh, what we do is collaborate a variety of different art uh, schools yeah. high schools uh, different uh, mental health centers uh, as well from the community and uh, many artists participate yes. uh, to create an exhibition where we really 
uh, try to advocate for for mental health and destigmatize and, and get the the get people talking about it. You know, yeah. we raise some funds in it to give to. Usually, it goes to one of the health, uh, mental health centers that participates okay. uh, in the, the the exhibition. And this year was our eighth year, wow, which is amazing. amazing. Yeah. So it's an annual event that we do, and it's growing every yeah. year. We have more participants, and it's really interesting to see how the the show changes from year to year. Oh, you know? it's a beautiful show. I'll definitely link up some photos uh, from the show uh, in, in the blog as well. Oh, great, thank you. Yeah, yeah. and uh, also I'd like to uh, talk about you went back to school to get your master's and how did you manage that while running a gallery full time? Yeah. <laughs> well, I decided and I'd always wanted to do that, but you know, after uh, art school, uh, we traveled, we moved and yeah. I had kids and et cetera, et cetera. So I wanted to do my master's and I decided again. <laughs> and I've been, it, it, it been, even before I opened the gallery, yeah. I sort of, uh, you know, went to, uh, I actually went to Concordia, met with an advisor to discuss the possibility, and then I opened the gallery mm -hmm. and it got put in the back burner. Then I decided, you know what, I really want to do it, yeah. I want to do this for me and, and, and just to, to validate maybe a little bit what we're doing here. Yeah. So I, I went online and I researched for, for programs that were mostly offered online because yeah. uh, physically there was no way I could attend, yeah. you know, run the, the gallery uh, as well as uh, attend, uh, uh, physically attend a university to, to yes. do my master's. So I found yes. a couple of programs that were re recognized, okay. uh, pro really well recognized programs uh, where you did the program that was being offered at the university okay. and also required that we participate in, in some studio programs. Right. It was a program that was given to practicing artists yes. and uh, teachers okay. and community. Oh, nice. Uh, advocates, like for us, for example. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there was, there was a grueling process to try and get in. I had to submit a portfolio, et cetera, okay. et cetera get GPS, uh, references, and so on, and I got into the program. Most of it, it was an intense program, and most of it I did um, through courses online, conference calls, and, yes. and uh, platforms where you could exchange ideas and mm. you were requ required to do it. Mm -hmm. And then through Boston University, yes. Fine Art uh, College, and then uh, I did a summer stint in Boston mm. in a studio. So I kind of went back nice. to that studio, to art, yeah. you know, the art uh, college days and, uh, and did uh, printmaking and cool. uh, book arts. Yeah, I and, remember you doing that. That must have felt so good to <laughs> immerse yourself in that. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And it was so funny because yeah. they had these kind of uh, quirky awards that they gave out at the yeah. end, you know, all in fun. And yeah. I ended up getting the biggest lab rat award because <laughs> I love guess it. who was in the studio 24-7? Well, like, they would ask, who turned off the lights and shut the studio down? I'm yeah. like, I did. You know? So, so it's like, uh, I just loved it because, yeah. of course, I don't get that opportunity uh, well, yeah. to do some, you know, I don't get that uh, opportunity as often as I used to be able to do it here yeah. now with the, with the business, you know. Well, so. like you said, to work on your own art, you know, all of what you do is super creative and, and but to be able to actually spend a chunk of time and work on your own pieces, it's a totally different dynamic. It is. You know? and, and I really love it and I miss it, you know. Yeah. So I think uh, the mandate is to, for, for me, for, for me to personally, is to actually get back into finding yeah. time and carving out time to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, it's really difficult to do it out of here. Yeah. You know, and I think anybody, right, Heather, yeah. who, who uh, has a business that they're doing, 
you it, it's a balance and for yeah. me it, I get interrupted a lot here so even mm -hmm. sometimes there'll be a, a workshop that I'm interested in taking that yeah. you know we're giving here but I get interrupted so, so much. much I think the best case scenario for me is to actually go elsewhere yes. to be able to uh, to delve back into my yeah. own personal art you know yeah I'm the same way because I do work at home but yet I really cherish when I do go out to a workshop or to life drawing classes or, or what have you just mm -hmm. just to get out and do it in a different context as well it's always more interesting yeah well yeah. you're so great because you're very disciplined in that as well mm -hmm. Heather which I think is really important very difficult to run a, a, a business or do anything out of uh, even your own art studio right yes. out of your home I find because yeah. uh, you know and that's kind of like I pretty much live here I'm 24 yeah. 7 here so exactly. it's kind of the same idea you know yeah uh, very difficult to you have to really carve out time alone time almost yeah. to be able to do and catch up on things that you need to do artistically well yeah and certainly now you're you've found more uh, you know reliable people that can take over like if you have to go away for a weekend or what have you I remember at the beginning you couldn't get away at all but at least now you're able to do that which is great yeah. Yes, I mean, at the beginning, it was every penny, you mm -hmm. know, it was so difficult. I mean, for galleries especially, sometimes there's not an understanding of what it takes to, to run a gallery, yes. you know, and what we're about in terms of promotion of the artists yes. and things like that. It's really a 24-7, yeah. like professional gallery associations don't recognize mm -hmm. a gallery until it's 10 years old. Oh, interesting. Brick and mortar, like, okay. you know, that you have a business for 10 years because so many of them end up failing yeah. because it's not an easy sell, yeah. right? Yeah. So. Well, I think what's important, too, to realize is the importance of a gallery in the evolution of the artist as well because I know certainly with some of your other artists, but for sure from my own experience, mm -hmm. When you opened the gallery, you commissioned me, you knew what I did, like mostly wire work and, and other crafts, and you commissioned me to do some works that would fit in with your vision of the gallery. So I remember at first you, uh, I mean the gallery has expanded a lot since then, but at the mm -hmm. time you were only selling handmade items, so only selling handmade cards, and so you asked me to make some mixed media cards that you could sell and mm -hmm. I was you know a little stumped at beginning and then and then I started experimenting doing what do I do with this wire to create a card so then I started doing watercolor backgrounds and the wire in the foreground uh, and did a few mixed media pieces and greeting cards and that was like in the first collection in in the gallery when it first opened I was doing that and then over the years thanks to your feedback thanks to feedbacks of your clients I've mm -hmm. been able to really evolve my work into something that was gallery worthy type of thing and I think some people don't realize that you know it's not it's not always the artist that just comes with all this great work and and suddenly mm -hmm. the artist the gallery represents them you're constantly giving feedback to your artists about what you know what would be uh, good and and I know your artists are very receptive to that to, mm -hmm. to having your ideas so tell, tell me a little bit about your sort of um, collaborations with the artists and how their work might have evolved? Um, I think that, uh, I mean, we have a, a artists that have been with us, right, 10 years from the beginning, yes. like you, Heather, right? Yes. And I think that it's always a, a partnership of sorts because yes. I think that um, 
you know, I come from an artist background, yeah. so if, for me it's very difficult and I don't like to and I don't do, uh, what I don't do is tell an artist, you know, this is what you have to do. Exactly. Because I think that's the worst thing you yeah. can tell an artist, it's very stifling, it's, yeah. not, it's not something that instills creativity yeah. in the artist to be able to create, you know. Yeah. So I think that uh, you, I always like to leave it open, because yeah. open-ended, you know, yeah. so you still, for the artists, they're still creating what they love to do yeah. and, and it's coming from whatever, wherever they, whatever place they come from to create. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, um, but at the same time, I think a lot of artists, we go through spells of, um, you know, like artist blocks, you yeah. know, they're like writer's block where you're, you're not sure where to go or yeah. what you need to do. Or, and then I think that feedback, mm -hmm that you give to an artist or the, or that exchange back yes. and forth and well let's have a look at what we did in the past and mm -hmm. you know if this is not uh, comfortable what why is it not comfortable yeah. so those kind of exchanges i think really helps an artist to improve yeah it's a know, real conversation it's really uh, that's what i love about it is because like you said you're not saying you have to do this but yet you're seeing things from a different perspective and a different eye and mm -hmm. and it's always helpful to get that to get that feedback really yeah absolutely one of the things that i find happens a lot uh you know from uh my perspective as say the gallery owner one of the th the things that i think we give artists you mm -hmm. know is uh, i think we push you know them to go beyond yes uh, you know i think i do that certainly with mm -hmm. the relationship that i have with my artists i'll say well you know I can see this work is bigger. Yes. You know, why don't we go bigger? And yeah. then, you know, they go bigger. Yeah. Uh, and so, because I think as uh, we, especially artists, we a lot of the time we place limitations on ourselves, mm -hmm. you know, where we're afraid. It's that whole thing about jumping in, yes. right? You kind of set these barriers. You're afraid to go beyond it because you're comfortable yeah. where you are. Yeah. So I think those kind of exchanges that you, with, you have with creative people help you to... Uh, to go past the, those limitations, you know, or those fears. That's it. I think it's important in both ways, you know, yeah. like the exchanges that I have with, with my with my artists or the exchanges that I have with my clients. Yes. You know, it really is. There's so much that I gain from that, and I think if it was just a brick and mortar and there was no life in it, yeah. you know, I, I think I would have been done a long time ago. Uh, you know, one of the reasons why I called the. Uh, the gallery Viva Vida, mm -hmm. which is Portuguese, uh, you know, uh, to celebrate life or live life, is because right. I, I really believe that life is uh, that to our art is integral to our lives. Yeah. And then it's for me, it's an important task or mandate as a gallery uh, to and as an artist to be able to uh, inform people and teach people and. Yeah and educate people about that, you know, how important art is. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And tell us a little bit about uh, your community involvement, because I know so that's something that's always been super important to you, is, is giving back to the mm -hmm. community and involving the community, even in schools. So tell us a little bit about that. So I've always been community oriented, you know, and I think it's because I was born in a really small town where everybody knows everybody, you know, and you're like uh, waving down uh, as you walk by. I had horses and the whole bit was very cultural town. So I think that that for me, I love being part of a community, you yeah. know, so because I love that and I think it's such an important part of of my upbringing in my life and, and I think it's it only comes with a lot of the time well no i can't say it only comes with good because there are all sorts of issues that come yeah. with you know being part of a community compromise and all that other stuff mm -hmm. but be, 
because I love being part of a community and have always been involved in whatever I do, mm -hmm. you know, through work or not, per my personal life as well, when my kids were in school, what have you, then I, I really felt that our gallery needed to be a community-oriented mm -hmm. gallery. Yeah. So we do a lot with community. And, and it, interestingly enough, when I went back to do my master's, I really felt that um, it uh, validated what we're doing here because mm -hmm. there's a lot the trendiest to now go towards community. Interesting, you know? yes. Art is changing okay. and it's very... Uh, accessible now to anybody and yeah. that has a computer whatever you can learn about art to research it so uh, that gallery where you know you're afraid to walk in yeah. to it i don't think um it's part of our uh, it's not as as relevant as now in today's art world mm -hmm. as it used to be you know mm -hmm. our museums like our you look at Musée des Beaux-Arts, they're yeah. doing all sorts of programs where it's involving the public and bringing yes. community in. Yeah. So uh, for me, it's really important and we do a lot with community, yeah. you know. Uh, a lot of, I, I think that every project that I take on, uh, I always think beyond it to community, not just mm -hmm. local, but the national and international community. Mm -hmm. Because with the virtual world, yes. right? It's a small world, it's That's not a right. big world. You know? Yeah, no, it's true. You do have your online presence now too with the uh, V shop and mm -hmm. uh, with where people can browse uh, products and buy anywhere in the world really so I'm definitely going to link that up uh, as well oh, and you, and yeah, yeah and that's that's the thing I love about this gallery is it's very you've got incredible contemporary art of many different styles but yet the gallery is very accessible you know we're, we're in a nice uh, village Point Claire village mm -hmm. a lot of walk-by traffic people can wander in and they're always welcomed in you don't get that feeling that it's a stuffy gallery and you've got the boutique at the front and then the the larger pieces at the back it's uh, it's really great yeah and that's it that's it I think for me it's really important that uh, art for me is really about communication yeah. right and I think that when people are afraid to walk into a gallery or to ask a question or yeah. you know that that then we're not doing our job yeah. as artists or as you know I think it's really important to make it accessible yeah and, and I think when when you make it accessible that importance of it in our lives then uh, is is the result the result of that knowledge or of that education you know that that comes with it yeah uh, and is there anything else you'd like to tell us either about the gallery about your experiences uh, anything goes essentially uh, in any kind of entrepreneurial uh, endeavor whether it be art related or not it always I think it's important it has to be a labor of love yeah there has to be passion in it and, and also you have to uh, be able to compromise mm -hmm. uh, on a lot of your ideas, yeah. not selling your soul. Because I think yeah. that if you compromise too much uh, and if you do sell your soul, what yeah. I say is sell your soul, you end up being very unhappy and it doesn't succeed, you know, yeah. what you do. But I, I think uh, having an understanding that not, not everything is going to be exactly as you as you plan it mm -hmm. uh, keep and then understanding also that you know it, it's blood sweat and tears yeah. you know you have yeah. to, to be able to make any kind of business succeed as That's we right. know right yes. Heather yeah. it's uh, it's not an easy endeavor and you do have to be prepared to give a lot so if you yeah. if you don't have that stamina or that dedication or yeah. that love for what you do I think um, I think it's hard. Yeah. It's very difficult to make it succeed. Mm -hmm. And so tell everybody where they can find you uh, online and off. So uh, we're uh, located, uh, our brick and mortar, our gallery is located in the Point Claire Village, which is the West Island of Montreal. Yeah. 
um, were, and it's a beautiful little village. Mm -hmm. I think it's great for, uh, you know, it's an oasis away from this, the, not the city because it's very urban as well, yeah. but you know, we're not near the water, so it's yeah. a nice little quaint village. And, and it's not far. People say, no. oh, West Island is yeah. so far. Yeah. You hop on the 211 bus at Lionel Grew and you're here in no time. And in it's no time. A, and it's, a, it's, a, it's worth the trip. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and then we also have, uh, we've had a website since I started. I yes. think it's really important for a business to have that. Mm -hmm. um, we've had, so it's vivavidaartgallery.com. Mm -hmm. Perfect. And then we have our V Shop, which is our online uh, boutique. Yes. Where you can purchase and, and see our, our, um, our artwork as well as one of a kind pieces like jewelry yeah. online. And that's the V Shop, uh, V E. SHOP.com. Perfect. And so. then you're also on Facebook, Instagram, yes. Twitter, Twitter, I think. And uh, and then just tell us a little bit about the uh, the services you offer. I know you do framing, you have courses, you have kids' birthday parties. So just tell us a wee bit about all your services. Okay. So we uh, we're uh, a gallery that uh, exhibits on the ongoing basis. We try. I try really hard to get six solo exhibitions a year and group exhibitions as well. We are also an art center where we offer a variety of different workshops and courses. Mm -hmm. We have a great art camp program. We do everything that's in art, so we have art birthday parties. Again, for me, it's really important to keep it moving yeah. and keep things happening. And I think one thing feeds the other. Yeah. You know, the more you're exposing people to art, the more people appreciate it yeah. and, and adopt it in their lives. You yes. know? So I think that's very important. And we have our framing as well. Yeah. We do it really well. We design well, I always say. Yes. Uh, because again, I think, uh, you know, uh, where we're selling artwork, mm -hmm. uh, the framing is uh, part and parcel of that as yes. well. I think uh, for a lot of people that appreciate uh, uh, art, they also appreciate the, the the custom aspects of framing yes. you know, that go with it. So. That's right. And and then, of course, you have your ongoing classes, art classes for adults and kids, mm -hmm. and workshops. Like last weekend, I did a workshop yeah. doing Chinese brush painting. I've, I've, I've taken so many of the workshops here, and I yes. give workshops and as you well. Gave, yes, that's so right. You gave workshops yeah. as well. Quite a few jewelry ones yeah. we've done. Yeah. Quite a bit. So, yeah, And those are really well received. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, um, and I think that uh, I love to incorporate new ideas and new educational uh, um, uh, workshops that come up uh, in art. Uh, we, we tend to, to try and offer that in constantly changing and mixing it up in uh, awesome. cultural experiences as well, you know? Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Good. Well, thanks so much Thank for coming for on the show. That's so Thank awesome. Thank you for asking me. I really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we'll see everybody the next time yes. on the podcast. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in to Stories of Starting. Until next time, always remember, your story matters.